This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Uh, Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions with statistics. The only show with grapefruits large enough to do something that stupid. Where people can see just how wrong we are on a regular basis here. It is Write That Down. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate like Brandon is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. We'll get you scheduled for some time in the next uh, few weeks or the next couple months or so. And I want to give you guys, Judd and Declan, and the audience a warning here. And it's going to happen here in just a couple minutes. We're going to get right into the accountability session. One of the worst bad beats in Write That Down history came off the board this week. You haven't said that for, I would say, Four years? Five? I want to say it was the radio show. I think we had one like a year or two ago. Oh, I just remember a terrible beat in studio back in the, um, the, uh, might have been 1500 ESPN, which by the way, cultivated a lot of talent. It did Uh, cultivate a lot of talent. Yeah. Tom Pelissero, Jamie Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. Zach Harper, Judd Zolgad. I mean, look at us. All sorts of people. Yeah. Declan, you look pained. I know what it is. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I was hoping it was me. Oh, I was kind of surprised. Actually, think... it was before your tweet even sent off the thing that I I realized what it was. I I thought I was putting it together, and I thought, <laughs> oh wait, and I went back. I even listen. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. Okay, we'll, we'll get wait. to Let's it. Wait. All, All right. right. All right. So okay. it All is right. it is Declan. It is Declan. I won't even try and. Don't spoil anymore. Sugarcoat it. And it's really, really tough. It's going to be a tough scene here in just a couple minutes. But we'll start with Judd. So you said a couple bad things, a couple good things here. Overall, a good week for Judd. You said the Wild would obtain, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this dude's name, Andreas uh, Athanasiu. Sounds good. Chicago Blackhawks. (laughs) Didn't happen. happen. Remember the prediction. You said the Wild would make a trade for a goaltender midseason that would play for the Wild at some point this season. That was after the terrible start. It was a very premature goalation prediction. Little did you know that the Gus Bus would fire up about a week bus. after Gus your prediction. Bus. Gus Bus is incredible. Driving over everyone. Uh, all right, on the good side, you said the Wild would acquire at least one more NHL player by the NHL trade deadline. They actually made, I think it was two trades on deadline day, so you got this one twice over. Good job. And you correctly said the Gopher men's basketball game would not win five games in conference this season. They won two. Room to spare. I should have gotten three. Sort of close to a home run, but we knew they were going to be really, really bad. So Yeah, yeah, I won't try and, yeah. Nice it's time. a good knock, though, for you. Mm-hmm. It's a nice hit, but it, that's all it is. Nothing off the board here for old Macadac. Yes, so now we can see it. All right, listeners, yes. 
Royce said Minnesota would beat Wisconsin at Williams Arena. If he could just make a free throw, maybe. He was pissed off and unchained about this. The Gophers? So there's like 355 Division One college basketball teams. The Gophers are dead last in free throw percentage. Yeah. 61% as a team from the free throw line. As a team. That's not good. Next, next year will be it for Ben Johnson, unfortunately. It's tough, yeah. I mean, on one hand, like, yeah, it's okay. It's You're building something, but are you? Are you? <laughs> are you building something? Therein lies the question. AJ said the Wild would trade within the division prior to the trade deadline. I don't think any of those three trades were. Uh, no. uh, Buffalo. Anaheim, Buffalo. Columbus, Buffalo. No. Um, Oscar Sundquist was from Detroit. Detroit. Yes. Okay. So, no, you are right. That, that is right. Jamie said AEW Revolution, the big pay-per-view from last weekend, would have three title changes and Jade Cargill would lose Ugh. the TBS title. I don't even think she wrestled, right? She what did happened not. There? there were two title changes, though. Uh, the yep. Trios and the TNT title, I believe, changed hands. I think mm. the TNT what, What's the TBS title? Uh, uh, it's like the TNT title. It's just... Yeah, oh, okay. it's just named after the... That is okay. correct. It's the That's TV, suspected, yeah, the TV. But time. I thought myself stupid if I said that. I was wrong. And this, for specificity, this is a big knock here from Matt. This is a home run. He said the Wild would acquire one of these five players uh, by the trade deadline, and he included John Klingberg. That's good yeah. on his list. That's pretty good, man. Not bad. He had Howla on the list. Howla, uh-huh. Nino. <laughs> what, over was to it going to be 2013. <laughs> over to Grand- Grandland. All right, and uh, it's going to be the first thing here. This is. One of the worst beats in the history of Write That Down. So Declan, who actually celebrated this on Twitter as well, and I thought I didn't know anything different, but when you go back and look at the predictions. So uh, Declan said the Twins Media Guide would feature all five uniforms on the cover. And I just want for the YouTube audience, I did bring visuals here for you to see. So Declan again said the Twins Media Guide will feature all five, yeah. five uniforms yeah. on the cover. Yeah. And lower left, you can see all five of the uniforms that were modeled on the day that the Twins. You've yeah. got uh, Luis Arais. You got Jorge Polanco, Joe Ryan, Buxton. You got Miranda. They're all oh, five different uniforms. Oh, I see it. On the Media Guide, the Twins have four uniforms displayed. Four uniforms they're missing the gray pinstripe pants oh with the blue top on the media guide. Therefore, only because only four uniforms were featured on the media guide, oh. Declan's prediction of all five <laughs> oh, uniforms no. being featured on the cover is incorrect. Oh, if you only hadn't said five. <laughs> if you had only just been vague and said all the uniforms. Or just say the uniforms. The the new uniforms would have been would be yeah. featured on the I didn't even notice the distinction of that of the uh, photo on the left. Yeah, join the club. That's the what happened pants. to me. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But I mean, I didn't make the prediction either. Yeah. So, so I, ordinarily, this would have maybe even like Probably snuck under the home. radar. But when when you said, "Oh my that, god," I actually went back. I, w- I went back and looked at your tweet because I was just kind of curious. I don't even know why I did it because I remember you hitting the ding button on Twitter, and I just decided I'm going to go and look because I want to see what the media guide looks like. So I just went and found your tweet for fun. And then I put two and two together and was like, wait a second. He said five uniforms. There's only four on this cover. What happened? So, Dex, I, I, okay. I don't want to pile on you. I feel no, bad. This is no, just. No, I shot myself a, in the foot. That's, um, 
And I went back and listened to I said five. Not that it wouldn't have mattered because I wrote down five in the spreadsheet. Went back and listened. I went back and listened, and I got. I just uh, this is the worst. This is the absolute worst. Because this would this would this would this have been a home run? Because like it's pretty specific. I had I I had initially when I was doing the accountability session. I initially had it on the books as a home run before I stumbled into your tweet. You know what this is? A Bramergasm. We all thought that ball is and it's high. caught that in front of the wall deep. by Aaron Judge. That ball is caught on the warning track. He stopped doing that a couple years ago, I though, know. didn't he? He kind of, yeah. I think he heard about it on he Twitter. Still, he still can get excited at times, though. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's not home run. The Bramergasm. Ooh. All right. You did say, you made up for a little bit here. You said the Wild would trade Greenway by the deadline, which did happen. And then this is, this is a home run. You said Gustafson, the Gus bus, would post a shutout sometime in the last couple of weeks, considering he's basically going every other start with Ziflauer, uh, and he only had one shutout, I think, going in. I think this is a, a Joe Maurer first row and left field yeah. home run for Declan here. Two shutout, back-to-back shutouts for the Gus bus. Yep. Yeah. The shootout, doesn't count. that counts as still as a shutout last night, even though it was nil-nil going into the overtime. On the clean sheet. So with that, Judd and Declan are tied at uh, 571. I still have not updated the year on this sheet. I promised to at some point, even though we are halfway through March. It still says 2022. Uh, And then listeners and I are tied at 167. Everyone has one home run except me. Career Declan leads with a 389 career batting average. Judd leads with 266 career hits. And the listeners lead with 43 career home runs. So we're going to dust ourselves off here. Tough the shock of Declan's bad beats oh, ringing throughout. Write that down just here. Stinks. Let's get guest listener predictor Brandon from some sort of snow removal machinery up near Canada, we think. <laughs> Not quite. But close. <laughs> so uh, is this your first time on Write That Down? Yep. Awesome, man. Do you have a strategy? Are you going to be swinging for the fences? Are you going for uh, for bunt singles? What's your game plan here? Well, just uh, first two will probably be a couple swings, and then the last one might be a little less of a swing. Okay. What's uh? When did you first become a Minnesota sports fan? Uh, since I was born. <laughs> um, I remember we had a family member that used to be on the training staff for the Vikings, so you'd go mm-hmm. to. Uh, we go to training every every year, and then the one year I had a, a Randy Moss jersey on because I thought they were losing. Oh no! Him, and it turned out I didn't see him. So not knowing much as a little kid, he must have went to he must have went to a different exit or something. So he didn't come where all the rest of the players went through. So not knowing anything as a little kid, I. Uh, Asked a rookie Dante Culpepper to sign my Randy Moss jersey. <laughs> nice, dude. That's awesome. Did he? And the the look he gave me, like, are you? He, he even he even asked my dad, who was standing by me. He's like, "Are you sure you want me to sign that?" He said, "That's a Randy Moss jersey." <laughs> and he did he did sign it, but it was actually when he was number twelve. Very cool. So when it, when you see it, it actually is. Number twelve, Dante Culpepper, and it was before he changed his number to eleven. I love it, man. That's uh, you know, I think the, those guys belong. I think the the ink belongs from Dante Culpepper. Those guys were intertwined for for so many years. 
So, all right, so we're going to start with Brandon. We're going to go Judd, Declan, back to me. Three trips around the room, Brandon. What is your first prediction, Write sir? Uh, my first prediction is write that down. The Minnesota Wild and the Minnesota Timberwolves will get past the first round of the playoffs this year. Okay. Okay. So I'm not so sure after last night's Sixers game, huh? Well, we've seen yeah. the, the Wolves well, have done this all year. It's it's magic. it's just who they are. But they're going to wind up potentially playing the Kings or the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies may not have John Morant. They don't have Brandon Clark. So they, whoever they play, if they if they can just get there, they do have a chance to win a seven game series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want me to go? Yes. Write this down. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go? Joey Gallo will hit the Twins' first home run of the regular season. Joey Gallo will hit the Twins' first home run of the regular season. Oh, Declan, just yes, go. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know if you had something else to say. Well, I always have something to say. Yeah. I, mean, I thought you might have still been going. Uh, I was fine with it. Dex's in Dex's impatience has become one of my favorite things to play on because it's so easy. else in the world. It's so uh, easy to get Declan to break. My fiance, my siblings, my parents. Yes, everyone. They know my impatience. Why it runs very thin. Royce like it is. It's I, I've learned from the best. I've learned from the best. Um, my first prediction. I'll make a hockey one here first. They're in line to do this, but it's certainly not a given. But the Wild will host a first-round playoff series this year. So right now, Colorado does have a couple games in a hand behind them. Uh, I would say it's a, probably what, Judd? A 50-50 bet this happens at this point. It's definitely not a sure thing by any means. Uh, but right. I think the Wild will host a first-round playoff series this season. Write it down. All right. You want me to go? Phil? I'm going to try to push, push Declan's buttons here. Um, all right. I'm feeling I'm feeling some wild fever. I'm feeling some wild fever uh-huh. here. This is probably the sixth time I've made this prediction in the history of uh, this show. And I'm going to shoot shoot my shot again here. The Minnesota Wild will reach the Western Conference Finals. This will be the first trip to the Western Conference Finals in 20 years. The Minnesota Wild will reach the Western Conference Finals. Hop on the Gus bus, Kirill Kaprizov. Some savvy veterans sprinkled in throughout uh, the Bill Guerin master plan at the trade deadline. I am I'm drinking some wild Kool Aid here, boys. You like writing things down? Let's make it happen. All right, Brandon, what's your second prediction? All right, this one will be a little bit longer. So, write that down. The min our, the Minnesota Vikings will trade up with Atlanta in the draft to pick one of the top four quarterbacks. Wow. And the reason I picked Atlanta was because they in at the combine, their GM was talking about slot corners and how important they are to the system and whatever. And he said that they put a little mark by all the Georgia players are the people that originally are from Georgia. And there's a safety that played at Alabama. That's from Georgia. Brian Branch, and they they're figuring they're not going to pick him at that spot, so they're more willing to slide down the board so they can pick him. Okay, so then they would probably then, pick up pick up a future first round pick from the Vikings or something, and okay. Yeah, I was thinking maybe just the first round pick next year, and then part two is the Minnesota Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins 
to the New York Jets for wow, two seconds dude. and a fourth. And this is the same predict. This is all in the, the same parlay. prediction. Yeah. It's a parlay. Oh parlay. My God. I mean, your first one's a home run. You know what would be the ultimate? You thought Declan took a bad beat today. If Brandon had all of this right, except like the th- instead of like a third going to the Jets or or whatever, uh, or or coming back to the Vikings, it's like a fourth. And he's, but he'd probably happily be wrong at that point, I guess. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Love the shot here. Brandon. The Jets. Yeah. Going for the fences. All right. All right, Judd. It's your turn to go now. Okay, I'm going to go right now. Write this down. Write this down. Marcus Johansson will score a goal in the Wilds' playoff opener. Marcus Johansson will get on the score sheet in the Wilds' playoff opener. All right. Does he have a wild playoff goal in his previous stops? No, I think he I broke his arm so. in game three of the Golden Knights series, and I don't recall if he had scored or not, but he he went out pretty quickly because he mm. ran ran into the goalpost and his arm snapped. That was pretty gross. <laughs> it was really <laughs> pretty gross. Hockey's, uh, hockey's pretty violent. I'm not uh-huh. sure if you guys... It's like, fo- you like, it's like football. You guys knew that. Ugh. Yeah, but there's in football, there's not just like metal poles stuck into the into the playing surface. Lewis seems just like just sort fly of into it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but imagine the, well, I guess the NFL, you know, 50, 60 years ago, the goalposts yeah, were on the goal line and guys would just be running full speed, going to catch a yep. pass or something. A referee might hit the post. And do you know what that was called back then? G- getting your bell rung. No one came out of the game. <laughs> no. That back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to check on those guys again. Like All right, Dex. All right. I have a couple prediction for the players. This weekend, uh, I'll make this first one. So Jason Day had an awful 2022 former number one player in the world. He had a horrible year, fell all the way out of the top 150. He was ranked as low as 175 at one point last year. But 2023 has been kind uh, Four top 10 finishes so far. He's mm-hmm. risen from the dead. His putting has been great. I think the trend continues this weekend. Jason Day, write this down, logs another top 10 finish at the players this weekend. Stacked field, obviously. All, everyone's playing in this. So he will log a top 10 finish at the players this weekend. Okay. Um, write it down. You like writing. You know down. what? I'm going to make a golf prediction, too, here. We saw this news. Apparently, so this Tiger Woods is in more relationship, legal, yeah. hot water. Woof. TMZ reporting that uh, his girlfriend of the last six years, who he had signed a non-disclosure agreement in 2017 when they started dating, basically, uh, you know, hey, anything that happens, you, you can't, I don't know what's all included, but like you go, you can't talk, you can't write a book or talk publicly or whatever about our relationship, right? So she is, she is seeking, and I would assume they're not together anymore. She is seeking to have the NDA thrown out because... Um, she wants to share things related to like sexual abuse and some other different harassment type things involving Tiger. This is going to boil over. Now that TMZ is on the case, this thing's going to boil over. So write that down. Tiger Woods will withdraw from the Masters in April. He will not play in the Masters. I think we're headed for a big PR crisis here with Tiger Woods. Write it down. This could be it, right? Golf wise, like probably feels like this is this is going to be one one bridge too far. Yep. Or he will. I guess I don't even know if he's officially entered the Masters. So my prediction is he will he not play, play in the Masters. Right. Yeah. Okay. Write this down. Okay. All right. Back to Brandon. Your third and final prediction. 
my third and final pre prediction. Um, write that down. If the Minnesota Vikings stay at pick 23, they will select Kalijah Cansey to pair up with Dalvin Tomlinson and uh, Harrison Phillips, as those guys can just clog up the middle and he can actually have an interior pass rush to help them. Yeah. One of the one of the better like uh, interior defensive linemen in the draft, man. Brandon, great work here, taking your swings here on write that down. Is there anyone you'd like to thank in your life that brought you to this pinnacle moment here on write that down? Uh, well, first I got to thank my wife, of course, because she uh, puts up with me and my four year old boy. That uh, every night she just asks, "Okay, who's playing?" <laughs> because it's either the Timberwolves or the Wild or Vikings or it doesn't matter who's on. He always wants to watch with me. And then afterwards, we have to play that sport also. So, <laughs> uh, And then, of course, my dad, who uh, who brought me into this torment of the Vikings and all the disappointment. But, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. All right, Brandon, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, let's, guys. Let you get back to work. Get Brandon on again See sometime. You, I love um, the second. I love that second prediction. Like that was a parlay of of monumental parlays. Yeah, that's aggressive, man. So I think the the Kirk part of that would probably have to happen first. There's so many weird dominoes here. Yep. And why did all these teams, like the Falcons, for instance, the Falcons were stumbling all over themselves to give Lamar Jackson two hundred thirty million dollars, just like the Browns did, right? Uh, what did I say, Deshaun Deshaun Watson last Deshaun year, Watson, yeah. And uh, immediately yesterday, like, I think it was Diana Rossini reported within, like, 30 seconds after the franchise tag news came down, and she came out and said, Falcons aren't interested. Okay? What do you mean? Like, so if, if Lamar, so isn't Lamar's mom technically his representative? So if, like, Lamar or Lamar's mom, which is a super weird deal, get an agent, dude. You're negotiating a quarter of a billion dollar contract here. That's what's really weird about this whole thing. I agree. Get an agent. You're telling me if uh, if they call the Falcons, the Falcons aren't going to take the phone call? Like, the whole thing is just I agree. Bizarre. bizarre. Very bizarre. I agree. So, anyhow. All right. Back to Judd here for your – it's your turn again, Judd, for the right. third and final prediction. I'll Let's stay on the – It's your turn to go. Go. Your turn. You want to go? You want to mute your mic? Get some coffee? <laughs> well, Keep it up as you go to the bathroom? You know, which, no. which one? I got coffee right here. Hey, dog. I got my coffee mug Stella. right here. Pop up. I got my coffee mug right here. I I wish I could get. I you know what? I wish Stella could get get me a cup right what? now because I'm out out of Joe. In fact, I need to brew more. Um. All right. Write this down. Philip Gustafson will be the Wild starting goaltender in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah. So staying on that that theme, I think. Um. Ultimately, I think both goaltenders probably get to play, but. Gustafson has just been so spectacular he's been and he's awesome. been so reliable, and it's just it floors me. How good this guy has been! He will start game one. Does that mean uh, he's guaranteed? Like, if uh, do you, does that guarantee him like a chunk of the series, or is it just a game by game thing? Then, do they, oh, if he plays pretty well, he gets game two. Probably How would they go about that? I think if he plays pretty well, he gets game two. Like, but I I think this is going to come down to a lot what we saw in two thousand three with Fernandez and Roley, which is. You know what? If you can keep going, whoever gets hot plays. And if mm -hmm. one cools off, because, I mean, they're not going to – I don't think with 
flurry, it's going to be like a, he's not going to play unless Gustafson just continually stands on his head, which is possible. I think that they will look to play them both. And you know what? Their system, and we saw it last night again, I think the Wild had like 40 shots. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Markstrom at Calgary was unbelievable. Their system calls on their their goaltender for the Wild to probably make five great saves a game. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can make those saves, which is plausible, because it's not like it's not a shooting gallery, but Gustafson again last night made a handful of fantastic saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Write this down. All right, Dex, your final prediction. All right, I'll make another players one. Uh, of the top three players in the world right now, it's uh, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McElroy. So write this down. One of those three will not make the cut at the players. Mm-hmm. So between Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McElroy, at least one of those three, the world's top three golfers right now, will not make the cut at the players. That might be a home run. I think that's a home run. Those guys are playing their asses off. They're like competing, winning. I think, yeah, I think that's a home run. I would we'll guess home if run. I had to put, if off the record, if one of them has the most like, I think Rory. I think it would be Rory. I think Rob and Scotty are absolutely dialed right now. Um, so I would say probably Rory of those three. Sometimes Rory spazzes and like shoots yeah. a 76 or something. No. I mean, I guess Rom kind of did that last weekend too, but. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay. Write it down. You like writing. All right. Down. Write this down. The I, I told you I was out of the Timberwolves prediction business, and I lied. I'm going back for the drug here. Every time. Every time. They pull you back in, don't they? Yep. Going back for the drug. So a lot of practice time here. I don't know why they look like they just – some of it was they just didn't make shots last night, but it was just that was a weird way to – I was at Target Center last night for that game. That crowd was ready to rumble from the start of that game, just like ready to – Anything good that was happening, that crowd, crowd was popping. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And the Wolves just didn't deliver. They just got smacked by the Sixers. But here's my prediction. Write this down. The Wolves will win their next two games, and they will get to three games above 500 for the first time all year. They're going to beat Brooklyn at home on Friday, and they're going to beat Atlanta in Atlanta on Monday. And they will be three games above 500 for the first time all Why season. Why do you do this to yourself? Why do you do you announced with Royce two days ago? I'm out, and I I'm like I respected in. that. And two days, forty eight hours after that, you are not only back in, but you're going to a place where you know this team doesn't want to go. You know, uh, it's so bad that uh, last night, and I got to be careful with how I phrase this. I'll just say that uh, a friend of mine was uh, interested in the second half point totals, a hobbyist, if you will. Okay. And he said, yeah. he said, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I kind of feel like the wolves are going to come back. He said, what do you, what do you think? And I said, not only do I agree with you, I think the Sixers are going to be super tired. Second half of a, it's the second half of the second half of a back to back. They scored 147 points in, in uh, Indiana the night before, like they're going to run out of gas. So here's the, you know, if you're interested, here's the number that I would choose if I were you hobbyist, you know, to keep an eye on. And uh, I was wrong about that. We thought we thought the Sixers were going to 
Hit the under on that number. They and now that person's home is gone because of you. That's correct. <laughs> yep. They are on. They are on the street because of you. Yeah. Spe- speaking of last night, I got a question. What was this? I saw you in an ant jersey. Yeah, it's a long story. I'm not a big. Uh, you know the Mackie and Judd jersey rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that of it's just you know we. If you're going to wear a jersey as a grown adult, it should be a player that's older than you or it should be a player that's it's like a funny jersey of some kind, right? Like sure. if I was wearing a Rosho Nesterovich jersey. Yep. Yeah. Um so the um and I almost feel like I I, I can't <laughs> the suite was sponsored, but we have some conflicting sponsors on Scornar, so I don't want to I don't want to give love, you know, on this platform, but they were they had some swag to sort of hand out in the in the suites. And so we all at one point put our jerseys on. And I violated I violated the Mackie and Judd jersey rule for about ten minutes last yeah. night. Yeah. What was this? I did. I'm like wondering, is this some white Michael B. Jordan? Because it's like pulling up the chest. Like is it? Michael B. Jordan. I wasn't trying to figure out who it was. It, is it pulling up the chest? Or are the pectoral muscles pulling at the jersey? That ant jersey really enhances old Macadac's physique. Not gonna was lie. that a medium? Was that a schmedium? Medium? It was a little bit of a schmedium. Was, it was, listen, the hooded sweatshirt. The hooded sweatshirt okay. makes yeah. it look a little little tighter than it needed to be. Now, did you get, did you keep that or is that just? Uh... Uh, I do have it, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to throw it on? See no, it? no. I was just curious if it was like a swag <laughs> that you could model. I, think we'll put it, I was thinking we put it up in the, uh, in the Scornar studio next to. When we have a Carlos Gomez cutout, we could, you know, put it over the Carlos Gomez yeah, our, cutout. Our score in our studio is really state-of-the-art new stuff. <laughs> anyway, I saw that last night, and, yeah, I was just curious about it because it did violate our rules. Yeah, I know. Rules that we carefully crafted. I know. I wish, uh, in retrospect, I do wish it would have been like a Stoiko Vrankovic jersey or something or a Dean Garrett jersey. But Oh, God. Yeah. I love and I love me Garrett. some Anthony Edwards, but it, it did violate the Mackey and Judd jersey rules. Yeah, just it about wasn't every, ironic. Just about Every way possible. He's what twenty one. You're thirty five ish now. I'm thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, thirty seven. He's a he's a star player. So to your point, there's nothing ironic about it. He's the only guy that showed up for that game too on the Timberwolves side. He was just he hit like five three pointers. He uh, I think he scored like thirty or thirty two points or something. And the rest of the starters were just sleeping at the wheel. So they had three days rest too. Like what are they doing? Yep, home game. And, such, a, and such a weird team. You're right about this. The, the one thing that has um, occurred to me at a bunch of games that I've gone to, the crowd is not the problem there. It's a good no, crowd the, now. It is. The, the, it's a think about that crowd, okay? And I get that it's different generations and stuff. It's a, it's not the same crowd for 30 years, but that crowd has no reason really to show up. And this team has kind of underwhelmed, and they haven't lived up to. The, they're gonna they're gonna wind up you know, coming well short of the regular season, you know, win projections that people had. And they just get clubbed over the head every year by incompetence, bad trades, disappointment, losing seasons, and they still show up, like, and they make noise. It is, it's a pretty, when you think about it, the Timberwolves fan base remaining loyal to that extent is pretty incredible, and they deserve some sort of payoff. And, to you know, Kyle and I talk about this on Flagrant Holland. At first, at the beginning of the year, we said, you know, on Purple Daily, it's win a championship. It's the only thing that you haven't done as a franchise. At some point, it'd be great to see the Wolves win a championship, but that's such a ridiculous, astronomical bar that 
we said, can they just win 50 games in the regular season for the 50 and 32, 50 wins for the first time in almost 20 years? Uh, mathematically, last night, they have been eliminated from being able to win 50 games. But we've said, okay, what are the reset expectations? What what would they need to do from this point forward to get you in the summer to look back and say, you know what? All right, that was kind of a weird way to get there, but I feel okay about this franchise. I think it's I think it's winning a playoff series. Oh, yeah. Or at least like fighting hard and it and no. it looks good no. in seven games. But I think like if you won your first playoff series in twenty years, yes, I think you, you would that. feel a lot better about the weird winding path that it took yes. you to get there. Yeah, I I think if you go into the first round of the playoffs and compete hard and lose, it's a disappointment. Yeah, and if it's the not expectations like, were you know fifty wins and 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 a playoff, if not a run, at least a series. Yeah, that's kind of the next step. It does. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter if they win forty three. Someone with the. I was talking to someone with the Wolves yesterday, and they said like their internal analytics team is kind of looking at like four, if you can get to like forty three or forty four wins, that probably gets you the sixth seed. So, but they'd have to go on a little bit of a run. Like at some point, they've just been hovering two games above or two games below the entire season. I know. So anyhow, that's my uh, the crowd was ready to rock and roll. Old Macadac had his Anthony Edwards jersey on for a few minutes, violating the Mackie and Judd jersey <laughs> yep. rules. Yep. Ready to rumble, man. Uh, but you're wild. I mean, well, hopefully well, that doesn't send them into a tailspin. That loss last night. Our yeah, winter sports well, teams just limping around. They, I, you know what? If they could just score some damn goals, yeah, that'd be, that'd be important. I mean that that's the thing. It's fun. I, I mean. I will say this for a zero zero game until the shootout, that was a fun game. There was a ton of action. Both goaltenders yeah. were just great. Markstrom for Calgary was absolutely stood on his head. Yeah, and the Wild are still they're only three points out of the number one seed in the Western Conference right yep. now. Two points out. So in Dallas and Minnesota played the same number of games. They're two points behind Dallas. So it's like it's all kind of there for them. Big game against uh, the Jets in the peg tonight for the Wild. The peg. The peg. The peg. You're, going up, you're going up to the peg, back to back. I'm guessing the flower starts, but... Um, the Gus bus is uh, it's warming up in the parking lot. The Gus bus. <laughs> Get on the Gus bus. bus. All right, that is a wrap on this Write That Down Wednesday episode of Mackie and Joe. We have a little Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow for you guys. And over on Purple Daily... We're going to keep our eyes and ears peeled for Vikings news. Who's next? They got to get $16 million off their books in the next week. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We'll see you tomorrow on Maggie and Judd.